Welcome back to A Little Bit Unglamorous. This is episode eight, and I am your host, Erica Renee. This is the first episode that I have a coffee for my Coffee Talk podcast. I'm in my Reputation era today. I'm wearing my Reputation Taylor Swift shirt. I've been perusing Poshmark for all the items I wish I would have got before I was a huge Swifty. I missed out on the best merch, Reputation era. Everything was so damn cute, although today's taylor swift update Uh, i think she just released some new merch just today i believe and taylor i am broke i have no money you keep taking it all (laughs) but some of the stuff she released is actually really cute and it's always after you press purchase on something that something else gets released that you want more before we get into today's taylor swift update i want to go over a few other things first First thing I want to note is a correction to the last episode. I talked about Ted Kaczynski and his manifesto, and I was quickly corrected by my boyfriend. The manifesto was, in fact, not handwritten. It was printed, and his brother recognized the manifesto and what was in it and not his handwriting. So I just want to get that straight. Second, take a look at my earphones. Look how good they look. Um, I made my boyfriend replace the little earphone um, pads on them because they were starting to flake and they look just as new. I got them off Amazon and my Beats headphones are living their second life now. So now I can look professional (laughs) on my podcast. So I know you're all dying to know about my sickness saga. It's been about a month now. This cough just won't quit. I feel like I low-key might have bronchitis or something. I feel great right now, which is very strange, but I cough all night long. The mornings are the worst. The evenings are the worst. All night is actually the worst. And then sometime midday, I feel okay, usually. So I got up today and I figured, you know what? I'm going to make the most of my day. I put on some makeup, made myself feel cute because I feel like I have not had the energy to do anything for the last month. And the June gloom has not been helping me, but the sun is out today. I'm pretty excited for that. So I'm going to live up my beach apartment summer and try to make the best of today. I really want to try to start filming these podcasts, I think, on Sunday so I can film in the morning, have some coffee. It is a Coffee Talk podcast and give myself a little bit more time for editing because usually I try to do Monday, edit Tuesday, but then if I'm super busy with work, sometimes all of it gets pushed to Tuesday and that gets really chaotic really fast. But I'm kind of liking this relaxed vibe, so I'm going to do my best to try to implement that from today moving forward. So we have a nice indoor background today and... Okay, just spilled my coffee everywhere, so that's great. (laughs) Hold. Okay, so (laughs) I have this big, giant desk-sized mouse pad that I wanted so badly. It's like this really pretty white marble, absolutely not very realistic in keeping clean, but it looks really good on my white desk, so I bought it. I end up having to clean it regularly because of stuff like that that just happened. Actually, I'm usually pretty good. I'm usually not that clumsy, but I spilled a whole lot of coffee just now. So, and 
life hack. I actually was talking to one of my coworkers last week and she's a mom. So she told me the life hack for keeping your sneakers super white. And I love Converse. I hate when sneakers get dirty. I like them to look brand new. And I've always scrubbed them with a magic eraser and some dish soap. And she did confirm the best way to keep your sneakers super white. And I tried it. It worked is Dawn dish soap. You scrub the entire sneaker. Just get one of those bristle brushes. Bristle brushes. That's a tongue twister. And scrub your entire shoe and then throw it in the wash and then leave it out to dry. Not in the sun and do not put it in the dryer and you will have the whitest sneakers. I promise. Anyway, same thing goes with this white mouse pad I figured out. It's so large, I actually put it in my bathtub and just scrub it with the dish soap. So we're going to be doing that after this podcast completes. I actually feel like I have a lot of errands to run today. I'm going to try to be really productive. Last night, I got into this super intense cleaning mode and I just get into these zones where I feel like Everything just needs to be reorganized and it turned into an entire closet clean out. I reorganized my dressers. I went through items I didn't need and I feel really satisfied about it now. But you know when you start a really giant project and then about a quarter way through you're like, what have I done? Now I'm committed because everything is a wreck. I managed to... I don't think I downsized very much, but I got rid of a couple things and moved a couple things around because I have this problem where I just keep bringing more stuff into my tiny apartment and I love the, and I've mentioned this before, I love the minimalist look, but it's not realistic for me because I love stuff. I have become a master in making it look like I don't have a lot of stuff. (laughs) I'm really good at hiding it and organizing it and maximizing my space. So the sickness saga is still going on. It's so crazy. I feel like right now I'm on a roll. I feel great. Um, And that's the problem because during the day I feel amazing. And then I'm like thinking to myself, "Eh, I don't need to go to the doctor. It'll resolve. And then the evening kicks in. I cough my brains out. I start all over again and feel awful. So and I have been thinking about this for a while. You know, I vented the last podcast about my dermatologist visit and it's just a game of roulette of how much the bill is going to be in the mail and it comes always a month or two later. So I've been afraid of the sticker shock of going multiple visits for this cough and I've been thinking to myself, every time I need to make some sort of important appointment it's months and months out and I was thinking is this just me and I was listening to a podcast this morning because I love listening to podcasts while I get ready and by the way once my once the podcast I was listening to it it was the Josh Peck podcast good guys I love them they're hilarious I'm always always looking looking for new podcasts to add in my repertoire repertoire because because I just put put them them on and and I'll I'll go about about my my day. day Anyway, I digress. That podcast ended and then mine actually turned on. I'm my first subscriber, but my podcast went into the rotation and it actually sounded pretty professional. So just patting myself on the back a little bit because I am the biggest perfectionist ever and 
I have to let go sometimes not having everything the exact way that I want it for the sake of being consistent and getting the podcast up on time. And I think that's helped me a lot, actually. And I've progressed quite a bit, I think. I actually this weekend went back through all of my social media podcast episodes and I have a new format for how I'm going to upload the reels to the podcast Instagram. And if you don't follow us, it's at a little bit unglamorous on Instagram. And my plan for that is to upload, obviously, announcements when the podcast goes live. I like to do the little teaser clips. I think they're fun. And then I have a whole new little template that I'm using for the clips that I meticulously put together this weekend and I think I'm going to post fun quotes and things like that to make the account more fun to follow. Basically things that I wouldn't normally post on my account I'll post on the podcast account so hopefully people will want to follow that as well. So if you go back through my Instagram you'll see that I added some covers to the old reels, making it look a little bit more cohesive and put together. And that just makes my perfectionist soul feel good. <laughs> anyway, so I contemplated going to the doctor and I actually tried to make an appointment today and I have a doctor. At, I mean, okay, after the pandemic, who can really say they actually have a doctor? I think we're all just trying to survive here. And I know the telehealth thing became really big. I personally love it loved it my last appointment the guy just told me to drink water so i'm hesitant to try to do that again i feel like i need to go in somewhere but the problem is and looping back to what i was going to originally say and then i got on the tangent about podcasts but i was listening to josh peck's podcast today and they were talking about how the appointments were taking forever he went in somewhere and the next appointment for his eye doctor was in october and it made me laugh because it's been the same way every time I've needed to go see the doctor too. And so I looked up this last primary person that I kind of liked years and years ago because they're very close to me. Like I could throw a rock and hit their office. So it's very convenient and the woman is very nice. And I called back originally when I wasn't feeling well. I called and I left a message and no one ever called me back. I was surprised. So I feel like they must be going through something right now because today I tried to call again and it said their updated hours was 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. And I'm thinking that must be nice. I am in the wrong career. <laughs> Anyway, I purchased this humidifier off of Amazon. You can actually see it in the background right there sitting on the ground. I purchased this humidifier on Amazon after, I swear, stocking humidifiers for three days straight to find the perfect one that was not super expensive, that, you know ran for a decent amount of time and I thought I got a good one and I've been testing it out over the weekends and <laughs> so I've been asking my boyfriend okay so I need your opinion tell me if it makes you feel better or not because we both have pretty bad allergies I have bad allergies and I've had like and I when I get sick I go down hard <laughs> as you can tell. And so we ran it the first night and he was like, oh my God, it was so humid. 
to be fair, we didn't have the fan on or anything like that. And all the doors shut and us in this tiny little room with the dogs. And he was like, it felt like a swamp in here. It was humid. It felt like the jungle. And I was like, that's fair. It was a lot. I had it on the highest setting because I thought to myself, okay, if I have it on the highest setting, I'll get the most benefit out of it. And it's also supposed to make your skin and your hair and stuff be more hydrated as well as helping you breathe and kind of purifies the air, I think. But I forgot that humidity is my number one arch nemesis when it comes to my hair because it gets frizzy. So that's a downfall that I'm going to have to deal with. So I'm trying to decide if this thing is worth it. If it's not making enough of a difference, it's not worth it to me to keep it as an eyesore on my floor right there behind me, you know? So we tried it again the next few nights and he actually said, okay, I feel like I actually, you know, woke up feeling a little less dry today, which is the whole point of it. And I was like, okay. And I still wake up in the middle of the night coughing. So I don't think that's the humidifier's fault, but I feel like it's not helping me enough that I want to keep it as an eyesore on my floor so I'm still trying to figure out if it's working or not if it's worth it or not you got to put in distilled water because obviously whatever water you put into it goes into the air and apparently they mold really easily if you don't clean them every three days so it's kind of high maintenance a little too high maintenance for me okay so while we're on the topic of things we don't need and bringing unnecessary clutter into the house I as everyone knows, these Stanley cups have been the new hot item that everybody wants. They're these giant 40 ounce cups that are insulated with the straw and, you know, no one needs a freaking big gulp of coffee or soda or whatever it is in one sitting. But personally, if I have a water bottle, I'll drink more water. I'll drink more water throughout the day. And I am on the Starbucks train. I like to collect those cups. They're fun, even though, don't tell Starbucks, they don't really work that well as far as insulation. However, they are really cute and I love the designs. It's fun going on the hunt for things. And I actually like following the people who have their Starbucks accounts. But anyway, so I saw these tie-dye versions from Target and I saw them around online a few places and of course they were sold out and I thought to myself okay if I were to splurge for one of those cups I think that would be the only one I would want so I was searching around and I didn't want to pay the escalated price for one because they are obscene I think people were upselling them for like a hundred bucks something ridiculous so this is a little secret from me to you my amazing podcast viewers if you're searching for a stanley cup i received word that they have restocked at target.com not in the stores online only and i just checked they're still in stock so i purchased a purple tie-dye one and a pink tie-dye one and i'm really excited for them to come into the mail so if you're a stanley fan and you want to get a cool limited edition cup tie-dye fan head to target.com and they're still in stock you're welcome so i'm in my reputation era right now the shirt that i'm wearing i've been searching for this one forever i found it on poshmark um from this girl and it came in the mail a while ago but i had to wash it and 
it was in my dirty clothes forever. So I'm wearing it today and I have my little cute lover friendship bracelet that this sweet girl I met on record store day who was also a major Swifty gave to me. It's my first friendship bracelet. I need to order a bunch of beads and items like that. My mom and I are going to make the friendship bracelets. I'm really excited for that. So looping back to Taylor Swift and her taking all of my money still. <laughs> it's not enough for the tickets, the hotel, the transportation, but she keeps dropping all of this merch. And I know the Swifties were mad at her merch team because a lot of the stuff is very lackluster, especially if you compare it to some of her prior eras like Reputation. And a lot of people are blaming it on her new company that she works with I think they actually require her to work with their internal merchandise team so I don't think she really gets much say over the merch anymore I feel like she's pretty good at addressing issues that she sees are major problems with her fans I saw this morning she dropped more Eras Tour merch which lord knows I don't need but people were saying and I'm seeing it with my own eyes I'm looking at my laptop open right now and the merch looks so much cuter than the original stuff that she has dropped and it actually reminds me of a lot of stuff that I have seen people make on their own so I don't know if her merch team got ideas but I swear some of the um some of the fonts and the way that they're put together look so similar to some fan-made merch that I recently just bought. I just got this crew neck from this fan-made small business called The Orange State. And the writing of the Eras Tour font on her new drop looks so eerily similar. It's a very strange coincidence. But the stuff is so cute. I am closing my eyes and trying not to buy any more merch. I have like a Taylor Swift section in my closet now. It's getting a little bit out of hand, but that's fine. I'm okay with that. Do whatever makes you happy. <laughs> also, I like following the fan accounts because, well, one, not only do they enable me, but they make me feel a little bit better because they always have, they always take it to the next level that makes me think, oh, okay, I'm not that bad. So moving on to some current events, something that has been on the news lately, and I know this is like more of a fun, lighthearted, celebrity-based podcast, but I was scrolling and I saw this article about this Titanic submarine that has been missing now for about 40 hours. And I think it has about five people aboard. It is just crew members, I believe. But it is supposed to be some sort of experience for very wealthy people that I guess want to go under in a submarine and see the remains of the Titanic. And apparently the cost per person is $250,000. So some obscene price. And... I was kind of looking a little bit into it and there is an article and I thought it was satire and people were commentating on it thinking it was satire but this whole thing is the steering wheel is legitimately a Xbox game controller and I'm not even joking it has non-standard design according to this article doesn't meet regulations. I think that one of the videos I saw, the guy said he got some part for the submarine at Camper World. 
which is horrifying. And the steering wheel is handled by a $30 Logitech wireless game controller, which blows my mind, especially since they're charging $250,000 per head on this thing. Um, But as this is being filmed, the submarine is still missing and they only have about 40 hours or something like that of oxygen, which is horrifying. And I hope they find it. But my first thought is, I don't think you could pay me enough to get in a submarine. I'm not a particularly claustrophobic person, but this thing is so small. The videos I've seen of it are, it's claustrophobic. So the great thing about this original iPad mini that I have that I use to take my podcast notes on, or at least I use it as a prompter, is sometimes it doesn't work. So right now it's deciding it doesn't want to sync any of my notes. So I'm just using my computer. But looping into some pop culture updates. So my Swift date swift date my taylor swift update of the week so this is some fun trivia that i personally didn't know and i feel like if you're a diehard swifty and you really delve into her lyrics you probably already know this but i personally did not and it's about her song the last great american dynasty and listening to it it has some fun and quirky lyrics to it i didn't really understand the meaning behind them but i know it's got a good catchy tune to it But apparently it is about Taylor Swift's Rhode Island house, which she refers to as Holiday House. And the song is about the woman who owned it before Taylor purchased it. And the woman has a very quirky, interesting story. So as you know, The Last Great American Dynasty is a song off of folklore, which came out in 2020. And it is based off of a real life woman. Her name was Rebecca West Harkness and she owned that home. So she owned that home, I want to say in the 30s. And I looked her up and she is actually very interesting because the lyrics kind of paint this picture of this very wild woman. So she was born in 1915, died in 1982, and she lived on that beach house. And if you look up this mansion, it is a mansion. It is gorgeous. It's all beachfront property has its own private beach almost all around. It's gorgeous. So Taylor most notably has her 4th of July party there every year. I don't know if it's been um I don't know if it's been happening recently, but that's how it got a lot of notoriety. And so in the song, the lyrics go Rebecca gave up on the Rhode Island set forever, flew in all her bitch pack friends from the city, filled the pool with champagne and swam with the big names, and blew through the money and the boys and the ballet. So this woman, she was a composer, a socialite, um, a dance patron, philanthropist, and she actually founded the Harkness Ballet. So she graduated high school in 1932. She was 17 years old and her friends who were a group of wealthy socialites were referred to as the bitch pack. (laughs) They were local debutantes who enjoyed 
creating mayhem and chaos at local society events, including lacing punch bowls with mineral oil and performing strip teases on banquet tables. So this woman's husband, his name was William Bill Harkness, he was an attorney and he was an heir to an oil fortune, which made Rebecca one of the richest women in America at the time. So in addition to her marrying into such extravagant wealth, she was also considered to be a very eccentric person. And this is one of my favorite lyrics of the song. It says, They say she was seen on occasion pacing the rocks, staring at the midnight sea. In a feud with her neighbor, she stole his dog and dyed it key lime green. Fifty years is a long time. Holiday House sat quietly on the beach, free of women with madness, their men and bad habits, and then it was bought by me. So Taylor Swift purchases home in 2010, and it's pretty funny that it has such a crazy story behind it. So in some fun pop culture news, Kourtney Kardashian is pregnant. She announced her pregnancy at the Blink-182 concert a few days ago, and she was holding the sign that said Travis I'm pregnant which was a <laughs> nod to their music video forever ago I believe there is a girl in the audience who was holding the same sign which I thought was really cute and so I believe this was their way of announcing to the world they were pregnant obviously he probably already knew ahead of time she looks decently far along and I know that they were struggling with infertility issues and doing the IVF journey and people really bullied her online they were really mean to her every picture she would post people would comment that she looked pregnant and basically bullying her into admitting she was pregnant and she did not give a shit she would comment on the haters posts basically setting them straight, which good for her. I just think it's really disgusting in the day of social media and people feel they can comment on pretty much anything, but Courtney looks great and I am so happy for that. While we're on the topic of the Kardashians, Northwest just turned 10. That is, if you're living under a rock, Kim Kardashian's oldest child. And so I... Think this is interesting because there was an article that basically said Kim Kardashian gifts Northwest $1,250 worth of jewelry for her birthday. And my first thought was actually for Kim being a billionaire, that's actually not a lot of money. <laughs> and I know that I'm in a completely different world for the normal person. Yeah, that's out outrageous and obscene. But you got to think Kim is a billionaire and I feel like that's somewhat reasonable. So Kim threw her a swanky pink themed birthday party and it was at the Beverly Hills Hotel and apparently they also rented one of those party limos and drove around LA which for me I had to wait until I was college to experience a party limo so and the reason why I feel like it's somewhat reasonable granted these are celebrities they are in another world but if you compare it to, say, Kylie, who has made a number of obscene purchases for her daughter Stormy. So, for example, Kylie, on the other hand, has gifted Stormy, who then was was not even two years old, gifted her a 22 carat, 22 carat diamond ring 
that was worth around $1 million to her not even two-year-old. And I also remember during the pandemic, the kids were going to school. It was homeschool. (laughs) And Stormy at that point was very little. So I think it was more of a formality, more of something fun for them to do. And Kylie posted this photo of her first day of homeschool outfit. And people on the internet immediately We're pointing out that this very little child, she's probably two, was wearing this $12,000 Hermes backpack. So pretty much Stormy calls me Fifty Shades of Poor on a daily basis. Something else exciting I did this weekend. I mean, my weekends have been pretty dang low-key lately, but something I've been waiting for for the last two years, and I was so excited I couldn't even believe I discovered this because Netflix didn't even promote this it wasn't on the top watch list at the time I think it is now but new episodes of Black Mirror I think there's probably five or six episodes if I'm being generous per season and they are so good they are so poignant they are so thought-provoking I love that show but they give us seasons once every two years, I swear. And so I told my boyfriend, we both are big fans of the show. And I was like, okay, we have five episodes, so we can do two per day. Or if we decide to only watch one episode, we can treat ourselves with an extra one the next day. And we tried our best not to binge watch them all in one night, which we actually did a pretty good job of spacing it out. But The episodes did not disappoint, especially the last one. I really enjoyed it. Some of them, I I kind of enjoy the episodes that are a little bit more futuristic, things that can have some plausibility of happening. I'm less into the sci-fi werewolf, things that don't seem very, (laughs) things that aren't real. Something else that my mom actually told me, and I recently watched all of the Terminators, but Linda Hamilton, who plays Sarah Connor in Terminator, she just announced that she is going to be joining the next season of Stranger Things, so season five. I'm pretty excited for this next season. Some of them were hit and miss. I believe this is going to be the last season. And I feel like it's good to end on a high note just because if you drag out a series, if you drag out a good thing for too long, especially with series like this, sometimes you run out of things to make the characters do that makes sense. Like nothing is worse when you're watching one of your favorite shows and down the line the character starts acting not like the character you know and love the plot gets chaotic the best example i can think of is the show weeds i think that thing ran for like eight seasons and at one point this suburban housewife mom was banging drug dealers and it just turned into this whole strange thing i I couldn't even finish it i had to stop watching it was terrible another example is gonna be riverdale which the cast has actually very publicly made fun of their plot lines and the writing of the show i think at one point in one of the seasons lily lily reinhardt said her character Betty started working for the FBI which Betty is supposed to be a high schooler and it just 
was something I think it's still airing actually and then we have Kim Kardashian that's gonna be on next season of American Horror Story which I am also hot and cold on American Horror Story some of the seasons are a little bit too intense for me and there's not too many things that kind of make me go uh like people say euphoria is really intense and I personally don't have HBO Max but I don't think I'd be able to handle euphoria i feel like that's a little too much for me i'm curious to see what kind of role kim kardashian's gonna have in american horror story is it gonna be a main role is she just gonna be kind of a supporting character so that'll be interesting to see and i also love emma roberts she is killer in all of the seasons i also loved her show scream queens i think it only aired for like two seasons but that character that she plays when she's just the mean girl she knocks it out of the park every time so all of these seasons are in the works but i think all of these things are not expected to hit netflix for at least another year as in true netflix fashion but we're still in the height of the writer's strike so the writers are on strike right now they're demanding more pay so i think that's put a lot of these productions at a standstill as well pixar also announced that toy story 5 is going to be coming out and both buzz and woody are going to be in the new movie and this is one i feel like toy story is one of the few movies that has truly done it right every single toy story movie is so good and even as an adult i always enjoy those movies they are just so cute i also saw something recently regarding the new little mermaid and this is like one of those funny little tidbits but i saw something online that said guy fieri would be willing to play ursula in the live adaptation of the little mermaid and i just thought that was so ridiculous and funny he is a popular is he a chef or is he just like a food tasting person i think he is a chef but he is popular for a show diners drive-ins and dives which my dad loves he watches back to back and my he and my dad always tells me when a restaurant in san diego is on it so i could go visit it but can you imagine if guy fieri played ursula i think that would be so ridiculous and it would be hilarious in other pop news bb rexa i saw this video of her she was performing at her concert i believe a few days ago in new york and i've heard instances of this happening before and it makes me absolutely furious and very disgusted of fans that do inappropriate things at shows and so bb rexa was performing in new york and some person some man in the crowd threw a cell phone at her and it actually hit her in the face you could see in the video it just chucks her right in the eye she actually had a black eye and had to get stitches after the show because of it and i've heard other instances of things being thrown at people on stage and it just is such a strange thing for me why would you pay that much money to go see this person that you are supposedly a big fan of i mean you're within tossing distance of them so you must have paid something decent for those seats why would you throw something at them with the intention of injuring them it just doesn't make any sense to me at all and the man was arrested and bb rexa being such a good sport about the whole thing she posted a tiktok 
with her hit song in the background, which is a new rendition with David Guetta of I'm Blue, who remembers that millennial song. It's like, I'm blue, da ba dee da ba that one. And she was kind of poking fun at herself, which is such a laid back ease of a response. She was really such a good sport about it all. I just think it's unforgivable. It's, it's disgusting. That guy deserved to go to jail, basically, for that. Another Netflix show I've been watching recently that has been my guilty pleasure, I actually finished last night. I binge watched the whole season of The Ultimatum and this new season, I believe it's season two, it focused on queer couples only. So it added a spin to the first season and the whole premise of the show is these couples who are together and one of them wants to get married the other one doesn't and they say hey you know it's a great idea let's go on a game show and make you date all these other people and then you can decide if you want to marry me or not so (laughs) it's a guilty pleasure it's so fascinating and it's good tv and this season was (laughs) actually filmed in san diego so it was kind of cool watching all these couples who I believe they flew in most of them for the show. They were not from here, but they were filming all over San Diego, Pacific Beach, Chula Vista, all of the nice restaurants. So it'd be weird watching a scene and and thinking to myself, oh, I've been there. That's like down the block for me. And I believe in season one, Nick and Vanessa Lachey hosted it. They also hosted Love is Blind, and this was supposed to be like their spinoff show. But the same thing with Love is Blind. Nick and Vanessa got booted and they hired a new person to be the host, which I thought was a lot better. But without giving away any spoiler alerts to anybody that wants to watch it, watch it. It's thoroughly entertaining. The, they also have a reunion as the last episode. So it's a year later after the couples make their decision and blah, blah, blah. It was not disappointing. And that's what I will say on that. That's about all I have for pop culture updates for this week. I'm going to try to make the most out of this day. It feels nice to not be rushed with filming and editing. As always, thank you guys so much for hanging out with me. And until next week, I am Erica Renee. This is a little bit unglamorous. Check us out on Instagram and I'll see you guys in next week's episode. Bye, guys. Oh, 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 oh,